Hey everybody, welcome to One Hit No Wonder. This is the podcast where we take two one hit wonders every week and we put them up against each other and make them fight to the death. And it's, it's a bloody battle royale. <laughs> and it's battle royale. Perfectly fitting for now because it's October and it's spooky oh, yeah. death time. That's a good movie to watch around Halloween time, I think. Yeah, yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't know why I just decided to quote that one, but it worked out. It's fun. It's good. It's a good time. Uh, I'm telling a story. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Uh, We have a very loaded show for you guys today, so I want to jump right into it uh, very quickly. Nolan, what have you been listening to this week? Oh, man. I've been throwing it back a good bit. You ever just throw it back? Like, throw it back behind you? I've been doing that. Uh, We have... No, I have no idea what you're doing. Um, back in the Brevard area where I am from, there's a band with a few homies of mine called Secret Keeper. And I've been listening to that. I listen to them very often, but I've been really, really jamming this song of theirs called What a Shame. freaking love them they're such good people shouts to kyle uh mm-hmm. the it's just um uh, I, I i feel like if i would have never left florida i would have found a way to be in that band <laughs> nice yeah yeah they're so, good guys so these guys are local then like they're- yeah they're local um it's funny like kyle probably doesn't even know it but when i worked at wendy's oh that's so funny i forgot you worked at wendy's i did so when so matt worked at wendy's and then a couple of years later i worked at that same wendy's uh but he, he, he and his family would always come in like to Wendy's before I knew the guy. And then we went to, I think the same high school or whatever. And yeah. Cool. Good That's old local dudes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what you've been listening to you old bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so this week, um, and... oh, that's, that's pretty good. I like that. Um, <laughs> This week, uh, an old favorite band of mine uh, put out a new record. Uh, they're called the OCs, and uh, well, they're officially they've changed their name again. This band has changed their name many times over the years. They're officially OCs. Uh, they're not is, the OCs anymore. No, they they've gotten rid of the, but you can still find them under that name on Spotify and stuff. They changed their <laughs> name many times to many different variations of the OCs over the years, just like in every sure. way that you can spell it or pronounce it. Um, but uh, they just put out a new record. Uh, it's called Protein Threat. And this is the intro song off that album called Scramble Suit 2.
Yeah, it's a little bit of that track. Uh, it's pretty heavy. It almost blew my mm-hmm. ears out uh, when I first heard it. But um, they Good. this band has released 22 studio albums, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they've been around since 1997. And basically every year since then, they've put out one album, if not more. And they constantly Yikes. put out EPs and they are constantly touring. And uh, this is just the latest record of theirs. Uh, so obviously with a band that has, you know, 22 plus albums under their belt, your sound's, you know, uh, going to change over the years. And their ch- their sound has changed dramatically. Um, they've always kind of had that sort of uh, California garage rock feel to yeah, them. Yeah, very garagey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, I used to love these guys back in college because, you know, I wanted to be in bands that sounded just like them. And, well, yeah, and it was like every conversation with you was either Ty Seagal or... The OCs. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And, and and I try to listen to, I mean, they, they put out music so frequently. I don't always get around to, you know, catching the, the latest. But I I saw this one pop up and I was like, you know what? It's been a, it's been a minute since I caught up with them. Let me catch up and listen to this whole record. Uh, it's not all as as heavy and, and noise rock soundy as this song, but I thought this was a pretty solid intro. Um, it's definitely the most OCs sounding song on the album, but it's good. Uh, check them out. They're, they're a lot of fun. I think they're really fun fun bands and and uh it's fun to just revisit that old stuff from time to time but uh for sure yeah anyways um (laughs) this week is a big week uh more on that in just a minute but if you like what you hear and you want to help us out please go to apple podcasts and leave a review and a rating for us Say some kind words or some not kind words. I really like reading the non-kind yeah. words. Those are fun too. Yep. Um, yeah. If you've got hate hate messages for us, we prefer it in the email. Yeah. I mean, it easier. These days, you got to get your, all that anger and aggression out somewhere. That's right. You know, take it out on us. Uh, Write us a well-worded letter. Please do. We'll, we'll read that. Yeah, we'll read it on the show. In fact, if you want to leave oh us God. any kind of review uh, or or share us on Twitter or anything like that, we'll shout you out on the show. Um, yeah. uh, it's it's really helpful for us, and we really appreciate everyone who's listened so far, and we Absolutely. hope that you're still enjoying it. Uh, I know I am. <laughs> I don't know. People Put people your shirt that. back on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, just, I can't help it uh, when I get in these kinds of moods. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we're also on Twitter and Instagram. We're not on yep. Facebook. Sorry. Sorry, yeah, no Mark. Thanks. You're not roping us in. Mark. <laughs> um, Your dad? <laughs> no, no. I'm talking about Zucky boy. Oh, talking about sucky, sucky. I thought you were talking about your dad. You're like, sorry, dad. Sorry. No, (laughs) we're not joining Facebook. No matter what you say, he's really been like, my my dad's just been like, get on Facebook. Get on Facebook. No. Uh, If you want to follow my dad on Facebook, he's a solid follow for real. Uh, If if you friend request him, he posts, uh, he's a, he's a self-proclaimed Facebook DJ and he He posts uh, YouTube songs, like just, just songs like hit songs from like the seventies and eighties. Most of the time, yep. uh, he posts them on the, on the nightly. Uh, so every single night every single I'm night. talking like 4 PM rolls around. You'll see a post going to the eighties tonight, yeah. you know, and next thing you know, we got a bunch of eighties coming at you. Yeah. So he's been doing that for years. Uh, oh, yeah. it's, it's a really cool hobby. I, I, I enjoy it every now. And, and if you're, if you're lucky enough, if you're one of the lucky few, he'll even tag you in one of the songs. He'll so. even, he'll even tag your name. Uh, you shout special. out to pops, Papa Rawls. Uh, but anyways, let's take a quick break and we will come right back with a super special, super fantastic episode. 
Hey folks, Matthias here, coming to you from beyond the grave. It's spooky season. It's October 1st when I'm recording this, so maybe if you're listening next year, um, like in spring, it, it won't be spooky season, but it's always spooky season in my heart. Uh, I wanted to give a quick shout out to a brand new podcast called Looking with Jay and Peter. Peter is a friend of mine and also a stand-up comedian. Uh, he's very, very, very funny. Uh, and in this show, he and his husband reminisce about past experiences and a lot of things that they don't like, kind of. Uh, in in the first episode in particular, they talk about a uh, steakhouse journey that they went on. And um, the podcast kind of goes off on all sorts of crazy tangents, uh, but it's all very, very funny. Uh, their dynamic is hilarious. And if you ask me, Jay would have been the funnier stand-up comic than Peter. Uh, but go listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever. If you like this show, where we often talk about things we find silly or dumb, looking is a lot like that. Oh, and a very gifted, special, thick-eyebrowed-in-glasses person does the theme music for it. Uh, I won't tell you who it is, though. Again, it's called Looking with Jay and Peter. Okay, that's all. Uh, go enjoy the rest of this show, you goobers okie doke welcome back everybody uh thanks for um sticking around for this uh we hope you're having an absolutely uh wonderful day a wonderful blast folks i am so excited about uh the next segment that we're gonna do um we're gonna get into the one hit wonders trust me it's it's i'm not doing any dumb segments uh because people don't seem to be responding to those (laughs) online um so uh we're gonna we're gonna be completely serious this week but uh i wanted to kind of give a little backstory on uh what we're gonna do here in a minute so this is this is gonna be the first episode that we've actually held a guest on right um and i you know when when i started this show and started this idea i didn't want it to be like contingent on well we got to get a guest every week uh right you know but i thought the story kind of behind why we're doing this is it it was too good not to share so uh here it is so a a couple weeks ago you may or may not have heard us talking about craigslist ads and some of the more funky and bizarre ones that we've run into over the years um and I, uh, it was about four years ago and I ran into this Craigslist ad of this guy looking to like start a rock band and he said that he played the accordion and I thought, well, that's pretty badass. Like, that's really cool. I, I would love to, you know, talk to somebody like that and, and maybe get a jam going. And, uh, in, in the ad, there was like, there was a link to a song that he had written and I opened the song and it was just completely unexpected of what I thought. Like I was expecting to hear something like, like punk rock, like Irish punk rockish kind Drunken of thing. Drunken lullabies. Or yeah. Walking Molly. Yeah. And, and the song was just completely different. And I, uh, I'll, I'll drop a, a, a clip in here. The song was just totally different from what I expected. And I was like, that is really funny. Like just so so I brought it to Nolan at the time, like four years ago, 
And it's just kind of stuck with us ever since. And we've been like, hey, do you remember like the one accordion song? And like, right. And, and we'll pull it out of the email and literally like send it to each other. And yeah. And like, so when, when you found this, so Matt and I have like, we probably like talked to each other daily for the last decade. And he, I'm at work. Like I'm, this is pre COVID of course. And we're in the office and I'm like on phones and whatnot with, with people. And Matt sent me this and he sent uh, he's, he sent his, like, he's been, he's been like posting ads and all this and saying like, Hey, I want to jam with people. And so he's been picking up all that, uh, like people who are also looking to jam. And he said, I did not expect this at all. And I, it, it, it the four click in. And as soon as it hit, I, uh, cause I expected the drunken lullabies or, you know, something punk rock or whatever. I had tears running down my face cause I didn't expect it at all. And it was incredible. It's amazing how good it is too. Yeah. Like, like especially coming from Craigslist, that is yes. not music that you often hear coming from Craigslist because music <laughs> oh from Craigslist is really bad. Like when people link a demo, first oh of all, no. if you're, if you're a musician, like putting an ad on on Craigslist and you're not linking some sort of like demo or something that you have, like, Hey, you right. can find me here. You're doing it wrong. Uh, you get passed over. <laughs> I want to throw that out. <laughs> Well, what that happened with that was like, hey, so yeah, I, that did result in the formation of an actual group, uh, Mosquito Cabaret, and that was actually a demo for our song that is the closing track on our album, River King, but yeah, I said, yep. you know, I used to do that in terms of recruitment because yeah, pretty much uh, Craigslist absolutely has a reputation for like having like, you know, shady people or crappy deals or whatever, mm -hmm. what have you. Oh, yeah. Um, and I kind of knew that, but I've actually found pretty good musicians on it. Every once in a while, you do find like a diamond in the rough or somebody who really wants to do something that has talent. And yeah. it's still, a, it's still, I don't want to say good. It's still a place you can go where you can actually occasionally find somebody who really is, you know, good at their craft and wants to do something. Exactly. Yeah. Not reach that person or even, you know, in terms of reaching them via email or trying to uh, really capture their interest too, like found here. Mm -hmm. uh, then you've got to be able to show them something. So I would make, I, I have this process to this day, even for our band, but I would write and record like all the parts for all their instruments, like accordion, bass, mandolin. Uh, my accordion is like an electric accordion. So it has like, it's like a synthesizer. It has, has like fake horns and things. So I'll mm -hmm. go back and play what the horn lines are supposed to be. And then I'll, you know, roughly mix it. They're demos. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. A, I'm not an audio engineer by any means, but then, it gives people a good enough picture of like, this is what I want to make. Like that's pretty much exactly what it's going to sound like, but with real instrumentation, like, cause you know, it's got like a little cheesy drum machine, like program. Yeah. 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 Sending people to recruit bandmates. And that was the whole purpose and the same thing that I sent you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, like I said, I just, I think the, that the song just kind of stuck with me for, for reasons that like it was unexpected, but for, for, yeah, the reason that like, you don't hear this on, on Craigslist and you do find no. diamonds in the rough. Uh, I mean, I've, I've had great success, like finding bandmates in the past. Um, but like now, especially I live in Nashville, Tennessee and everyone either wants to be the next greatest country artist or they're 60 plus years old trying to be a rock star <laughs> because they couldn't do it when they were younger. But, um, anyways, so, so that was the story like four years ago. Uh, we, we brought up the, the song again recently and I noticed that in the MP3 file, um, your name miles was on it so i was like i'm gonna look this guy up because i never noticed that before i never noticed like his his name was in the, in the file 
So I looked you up online and I found this like a heap of web presence. Oh my gosh. Like, you, like I was blown away. I was like, oh my God, this guy has like, he's got news articles written about him and he's like yes. a huge figure in the Tidewater, Virginia Beach area. And I, I got to doing more research on you and, you know, like I, I, I saw like all the amazing things you were doing like with your accordion services right. and like playing in bands. And I looked your band up on Spotify and I was like, and, and I heard that song, like the actual recorded version uh, that you're banned. And I was like, this is an amazing song. Like th for something that like came from that idea. Yeah. Like I just, I had never thought like, you know, this is going to be uh, like a fully fleshed out song one day. And it's just cool to like hear that kind of stuff and see that progression over the years. Um, so, so for those of you listening at home, uh, we have with us miles, the, we the, have miles. the gentleman who plays the accordion and, and uh, wrote that song. And, Holy moly, I, I I was really hoping that you could come on and maybe share some of your story with us about what is what it is exactly that you do um with your accordion and with your talents, uh, especially now in COVID times. Um I just yeah. I, I was reading some stuff and I thought it was too cool not to share and I, I wanted people to like hear it and and so yeah, if you don't mind, can you tell us a little bit about your music and all that stuff? Absolutely. So um in and outside of COVID, I'm in two bands on accordion. I play a, I play accordion for uh, Mosquito Cabaret, of course. That's the same demo that you originally spawned on that became the closing track on our album River King on our debut and currently only album, The Modern Life of Insects. Oh, well, excuse me, The Modern Life of Insects. Uh, and then I also play, funny, because you said you were expecting like a drunken loud bias thing. My other band is like a Celtic punk Irish rock band. Yeah. a group I've been with for about seven years now, uh, the Fighting Jamesons, and we've played at, like, Irish Fests, and we've opened for bands like Dropkick Murphys and things like that. Uh, Can so. I just say, yesterday I was driving home, and I put on your most listened to song, and it's the What Would You Do With a Drunken Sailor, that one. Oh, you heard that, and okay. <laughs> I lost my mind. I about moshed in my car and, like, broke windows. It was amazing. So I love the Fighting Jamesons, Mosquito Cabaret. They're awesome. <laughs> I've always played solo, although normally my bands kind of came first and playing solo kind of came second, just mm -hmm. in terms of personal priority for me. I really like being in bands and doing stuff like that a little bit more. Not that I don't like playing alone, but it's a little more interesting. But anyways, um, I've always offered that service actually, like where I like, um, it was actually a pre-COVID thing, but it just really took off because of the situations really like. It wasn't even really my idea. I wish I could take credit for it, but I can't. I don't even remember her name, but one time this woman asked me, like, um, I'm throwing a surprise for my husband for his birthday, and I'm really doing, like, different surprises all day long, and I was thinking we could start the morning out, like, before we take him out for breakfast, because he doesn't know we're going to do that. Uh, if you could just be there when we walk him out the door on the way to breakfast and start playing songs, like, like <laughs> playing after birthday and that couple other songs for surprise and she said wouldn't you do that and i said yeah awesome ever since then i just decided well yeah this is a thing i could offer all the time because it's not the the even before covid it's like well i don't even need the band why would i not offer this it just makes sense because i can pretty much do it almost on the fly like depending on a few things you may or may not like if you have a special request sure song, i don't know it yet and it's the day before well then no <laughs> but uh <laughs> unless it's a crazy easy song or something, but you know, otherwise it's a doable thing. So it's really cool. Uh, and then I just put it out there when COVID happened, like, uh, 
I, 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 I didn't assume everybody knew that. Like when before COVID, I just kind of let people find out more by accident. I didn't really advertise it or post about it on social media or anything. It was like word of mouth here locally that, oh, you know, if you're looking to do a neat surprise for somebody, this guy does this and I would get the occasional phone call and I would just go do it. And I've also always done like weddings and the occasional bar mitzvah or whatever, uh, like as a solo accordion player yeah. or, you know, a little dinner party cocktail hour thing at a wedding, you know, something like that. Yeah. So yeah. I've always done stuff like that anyways, but I just decided, well, my bands can't play anywhere. I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No, absolutely. Not being able to do anything. Um, and I mean, sure, it's been lucrative, but it's not really about money. It's it's really more about staying sane and happy, and then it just happens to make money. But yeah, that's what matters. But uh, which I just feel lucky for. But it's been good in that department too. But um, so then I just decided to and I, once you know, I mean, one of my bands like Fighting Jamesons, we did two live streaming shows. Mm-hmm. Um, one was very informal in our fiddle player's house, like in this room that he pretty much uses only as a rehearsal room, I guess, or there's pretty much nothing in the room. So it was a perfect room to just throw all the instruments and everybody in and like some nice lighting and just do it. Mm-hmm. And then we did one other thing. It was a fundraiser for like a stage crew, like a stage lighting crew and stuff. Cool, man. Uh, where, where it was like kind of like a very professional ordeal with the stage and they were like, like launching like fireworks and shit behind the drum set and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really fun. Um, but you know, that's only been two during all of COVID that's two nights, you know, what are you going to do with the rest of your nights? So sure. for me, um, my wife's like a full-time grad student. So there's certain nights where like, you know, she's got to do her thing. And, uh, I of course respect that and can't be too interrupted with her process as a student. And, uh, although she's used to be constantly playing accordion around the house 24-7. But, you know. <laughs> How lucky is she? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. But I just decided, like, you know what? I think I'm just going to – I just started posting in, like, this local community groups on Facebook and on my own personal accounts just to get word out, like, hey, like, I, I do this as a service. So, you know, maybe – because, you know, COVID's been going on for so long now at this point that, you know, a lot of people have had birthdays where they couldn't really do shit. Mm-hmm. Um, or they've had a wedding anniversary where they can like, uh, mine's coming up actually on October 5th. Like we're not going to really be able to go out, you know, or do much of anything. We're still going to have fun in our own way, but you know what I mean? Right. There's so many ways that you maybe would have celebrated where you can't, where you would have took somebody out to see a band or you would have took them to a bar yeah, like, for sure, or whatever it is, you know, whatever the occasion, sometimes it's not even for a special occasion. Sometimes it's just to say like surprise to cheer somebody up. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of, I just kind of threw it out there and made a pretty elaborated post about it where I was just explaining like, you know, I didn't really want to get into the rates thing because it's all circumstantial. Like, if somebody lives near me... You but know, you basically I, tossed the line out there and people grabbed onto it. Yeah, pretty much. Like, Very cool. So I, I pretty much just let people know that, you know, just so you're aware, like, I do this. Like, if you want to make a surprise musical thing for a loved one or a friend or whoever, uh, you know, I do that. So and it's it's kind of caught on and then I had interviews with the local news and it just... That's so crazy. I'm still doing it now. I just did one last night. So that's so cool. And I think, I think now, especially like now more than ever, it's something that people could really benefit from just kind of feeling like 
I don't know, just the social aspect of it. Like, oh, I got somebody coming over and they're going to like, you know, play some songs for my husband's birthday. He loves going to live shows and he's a big music fan and we can't do that. So, yeah, just like you were saying, it's especially now. Um, but like, yeah, all the time, it's it's a cool gift to give somebody to be able to like hire a musician, especially one who plays a unique instrument that, yeah. you know, not everybody can can play or people just don't it's it's really cool to to have that option as like oh i can i can hire this guy to come to my house and like play a couple songs um i think that's really cool and uh i mean congratulations on your success i think that's Absolutely. awesome um, sorry that's my dog he's oh, the, uh, I'm surprised people aren't doing it like a friend of mine asked me a friend of mine in another local band around here he was like like oh how'd you get that idea or like you know, man, I wish I could do something like that. I was like, dude, you're a singer slash guitar player. You can like same thing. Like, yeah, if you're willing to go door to door and you know, you can only do it in small groups of, you know, like few people and space yourselves out, but it's, it's totally doable. Yeah. I was like, you, you can actually go do it. <laughs> like, I mean, it's, a he, can do, he can do it. He's just not gonna be as cool. Cause uh, oh, yeah. not an accordion. Well, yeah, I, I, I think it's it's so cool to see something like that. And again, yeah, congrats on, on the success. And I mean, it's pretty inspirational to me knowing that like somebody out there is, is trying to, you know, not not take advantage of the situation, but like, yeah, trying to take advantage of like this this position that we're in, you know, just because we are supposed to be staying, you know, six feet apart from each other, it doesn't mean that we can't think of creative ways right. to still be happy and make the people that we that, love and care about it. happy. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say is like, you're literally, you, you're finding a way to spread like happiness and positivity because the world is just in flames pretty much. And yet here you are and you're able to literally bring, bring a smile to people's faces yeah. from, from what you do. And it's really cool. And it's, it's, uh, uh, it makes sense that you were picked up by like news outlets and whatnot. And in that it kind of blew up the way it did. So very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Is there another, any other questions that you want to that you have over there, Matt, or are you ready to get into the main event? <laughs> I am just about ready to get into the main event. Um, let's take a quick break and we will come right back and talk about some wonderful music. Okay. All right. Uh, so a little behind the scenes magic for all you inquisitive <laughs> people out there. The reason that we had to take a break just now is because I had to pee. I had to pee. Yep. Uh, so did Miles. <laughs> it, was, it was pee break. It was a pizza. Grow up, people. Okay. Come Grow on. Up. We're living Jeez. in the 21st century. Uh, so <laughs> this week, we got two new artists for you. We're going to be talking about oh, Crazy Town and Len. Len. L-E-N. Uh, L-E-N. I don't know if that stands for something. I really want it to because otherwise it's just a lazy, terrible band name. But... Uh, <laughs> It's 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 uh it's like the guitarist's dad. It's the guitarist. Len. <laughs> Jesus, get over here, Len. Come on, Len. Come on, Len. <laughs> like who who thought who woke up one day and said eh, that's a good band name, yeah, Len. Len. Let's just go with Len. Len. It does, Put what, that on the record. Just 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 three letters. Like I could be XO XO on, like I don't know. <laughs> XON, I can be Zon. That's my Zon. Band no, Len is the best. So, yeah. do you want to do Crazy Town first? Yeah, let's do Crazy like... Town first. Um, so, Crazy Town. Oh my God, they have that song Butterfly. Yeah, that's that was their biggest song was uh, Butterfly, which we'll play a, a a little bit of here in a minute. But Nolan, you you were saying that last week band. you had some sort yeah. of 
thing about these guys? What was it? Well, I I uh I had the distinct pleasure of being at a show in which they played at and I was supporting a friend my my friend he's a he's a rapper and he goes by the the moniker no emotion and he played the show at this like it was not a great bar I've played the bar it's it's pretty it's a pretty terrible bar but in any case it was a show and I was gonna go support so I went over there and uh crazy town the guy it's one guy it used to be like a band I guess but it's just one dude and they're sound checking in no motion. The, uh, my buddy Troy, he's sound checking and he like does a little rap or whatever. And he's really good. Like he can string together rhymes really well. And his sound check was just a sound check, but he like did a part of his song and it was like a really good worded part. And it was, everybody was like, Ooh, like it was really good. So then I, I don't know why, but the dude from crazy town jumps up on stage and he's like, no, I'm going to sound check now. <laughs> like, like my turn, like kind of a thing. I got to sh- like, kind of like, I got to show him up. I gotta show him who's boss, mm-hmm. and um, so uh, he he does. And uh, I'll just say, when when my buddy played, there were like a hundred people in the room, and then by the time Crazy Town went up, I think there were maybe five. Oof. It was pretty. It was pretty bad. Like I, nobody wanted to watch Crazy Town. I noticed that's a trend with a lot of these these artists that we've been talking about, like from the the '90s that try and do shows. Yeah. Nowadays, their turnouts are are way way less, and they're they're limited to these very small clubs. Sure, right. They're getting yeah. showed up by the the new guys. Um, mm-hmm. So they're they're a rap group. I guess they're like a rap rock group. I guess so. Yeah. Okay, Miles. Do you know anything about these guys? Like, do you have any sort of listening history other than Butterfly? I'm familiar with both. Um, I wouldn't say I'm just like familiar with their discography. And then there's bands in similar situations. I mean, sure. I think it's always circumstantial though. Some sure. Of them, some of them do terrible later or kind of become like, yeah, like a, almost a parody of themselves or a joke or, mm-hmm. or they survive all that one hit song and that's it. Yeah. Then there's other groups like, I mean, I'm not personally into them, but you know, uh, like Hanson that had this like really devoted following that still put out new music, but yeah, like, but they're like, I mean, they seem like, like genuinely nice guys though. And like the crazy town guy, he was like really full of himself. Like he's like, I'm the shit kind of a thing. And like, he wasn't though. <laughs> like, uh, well, I don't really know anything about that either way. Honestly, cause I don't really pay attention to their like personal lives. For sure. With them just because of the type of music that I'm involved in. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Uh, like, you know, cause like I listen to like Finnish folk music mostly sure. <laughs> in my spare time. And, well, I right. listen to all kinds of stuff, but you know, in terms of what like, you know, does it for me, so to speak, you know, I'm not, obviously I'm not really being like, what's that one Lin album? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but uh, I mean, that's cool. And, or even like Celtic punk or Irish rock, like, yeah, I mean, that stuff's kind of up my alley. Um, sure. I guess but, you're into uh, what you're into. For yeah, sure. exactly. Cool. Well, let's listen to Butterfly. I mean, I kinds of stuff. The other day, I was listening. To... <laughs> you were listening to what? I was even listening to Doop the other day. I mean, just, just. In other words, I'm just trying to say, like, I have a wife. I'm. I'll listen to almost anything. But um, what I was getting at is just that, um, you know, you have a, I don't know, some some groups like kind of have that hit single, and then that's kind of it, and then they keep trying to survive yeah. it, mm-hmm. and. Maybe that's yep, we've talked about I don't that. really know because I haven't paid attention honestly. But then you have other groups that sure. still keep going, and maybe maybe they're not in the mainstream eye anymore, but they're devoted following, which is still a very serious, legit large following. Like yeah. I know it's like that for and like my sister used to love that. Even I, I was like, what, sure. eight, eight years old when Umbach came out, and I 
it's embarrassing. It's like a guilty pleasure. But when I was eight years old, I totally thought that song was cool. I don't. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Everybody did. (laughs) Yeah, but exactly. It was a super cool track. Yeah. uh, (laughs) But, you know, but they still have a devoted following and apparently still put out new music. And, you know, cool. Good for them. You know? Yeah, good for Hanson. Let's uh, let's listen to Butterfly. Yeah. That sounds cool. (laughs) So this is Butterfly by Crazy Town. Okay, now totally, I remember totally. it. <laughs> the, the guitar there is kind of reminding me of like a John Frusciante, Red Hot Chili Peppers sort of vibe. Oh, yeah. Lyrically ill. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. No wonder it's a hit. You can't not. Well, especially for that time frame, the, the sure. rap and rock was a big thing in the late. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. This is a totally. complete product of, of the time. Like, you know, they're like this. Mm, I mean, depending on it's subjective, I guess, but depending on your personality and what you think of it, you might find that to be a cheesy version of that. And then other bands kind of stand the, or at least in my opinion, stand the test of time. And, Fusing those things together more tastefully, like Rage Against the Machine or right. their newer project, Profits of Rage. But uh, yeah, I feel like Crazy Town had a great opportunity to like really expand upon that. And then I, 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 I there's like that a YouTube video came up and was like, what with the tragic story of Crazy Town? And apparently there was a lot of drug abuse and whatnot. Unfortunately, I'm not sure if he's clean or not now, but like I could see the that. song. The song is really good. Like it, it, it did well. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna disagree with you there on, on the the potential of their success because like uh, this is really? kind of goes back to like the bands that we were talking about last week with the butt sure. rock bands. Um, <laughs> these guys suffer from the the tough guy uh, persona that they put on. Sure. And like if you look at their Wikipedia page, if you look at their Spotify, just like look at the pictures, and I think that. That's almost like a curse for bands, especially these bands coming out of like the late nineties, early two thousands that that had this super distinct sound of like blending the rap rock. I mean, like you think about new metal, very few of the new metal bands that came out of that time were like remembered, I guess like, you could think of like, you know, uh, Lincoln Park or Limp Limp Bizkit, Corn, but like Mm -hmm. even, even most, most circles that I run in now, people laugh at that kind of stuff. And I think this is just a, a group that people laugh at now because they're like, that was doofy. Like, yeah, they had that song butterfly. That's, that's a good track, whatever. It's catchy, but they're doofy. Um, but they, <laughs> they're still trying. They're still trying. And I mean, drug problems are them. not like they're, I don't know. It is what it is. And like, yeah. I, I, I guess, I, I guess some people, some people like it, but again, they, they like it because it was a, it was a hit and it, it I think it just brings them back to a simpler time. I don't think that they're, yeah, I think, I don't know a person that is like a, a crazy town fan because of what crazy town has done within the past five years. No, like they're, no. they're, they're there because butterfly and whatnot. But the, so the, the second, I, I don't know if this is like real, I, I forget if this is this band or the other band, but isn't their second most popular song by another guy? It's it not is. Even, so their okay. second most popular song, according to Spotify, is called Starry Eyed Surprise. And it's actually not by them. It's uh, not Crazy Town. It's not just Crazy Town. It's uh it's uh, I guess I guess they're featured on it, but the song doesn't even say that. It's by a guy named Paul Oakenfield, who oh, yes, sir. 
Uh, he's like a uh, EDM DJ type. Yeah, he's like a he's producer like guy. EDM music and trance music and things like that. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, that makes electronic sense. Electronic music from like the late nineties, early two thousands. Probably still currently, but I don't follow that music. Sure. Yeah. So we got to go by the third most popular song because yeah. that's not a crazy a thing. Song. Stores and like we would get Paul Oakenfield stuff in all the time. And oh, so okay. cool. I checked right random about 10, nice. 12 years ago in a record store I worked at. So. Cool. Okay. So now we know. I also worked at a record store for a short time. Um, I did not. I worked at Tropical Smoothie. How are, <laughs> how are you, how's everybody doing? I worked at a lot, but you know. <laughs> Well, not currently, but in the past. And so, I don't know. That's the whole reason sure. I know, honestly, is I would check out stuff when we would get new shipments and new stuff. And I was always just, A, looking through them because I had to put them away. But then I would always be like, right. kind of curious. even if I didn't think it was going to be my cup of tea, I'd be like, well, let's just put it on and see what it is. Yeah. But at least you know. I mean, we had no or idea. I mean, we were looking it up. It yeah. Is. On Wikipedia, it says, like, producer and whatnot. And so, well, cool. So now we know. Okay. So the third most popular song would be so the, the third most popular song is called drowning. And drowning. I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and play a little bit of that. Just okay. for reference, it's, it sits at 2 million plays compared to butterfly, which is at 190 million plays. So Ooh. here is a little bit of drowning by crazy town. Okay, can I just say Lincoln Park Light? Oh, 100%. This is, this is Lincoln Park and P.O.D. They had, they yeah, had a baby. Yeah, P.O.D. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So this came out uh, a couple of years after the the Gift of Game, which is the album that uh, Butterfly is on. Uh, this came, well, this came out in 2002. Um, so they had a little bit of experience under their belts, and this was obviously the single off of that album. Yeah, uh, I I didn't hear anything wrong with that song. I think what I think about that is like like uh, in Florida, the the rock um, radio show is the W or 101.1. JRR thing oh, or whatever yeah, yeah, your yeah. rock is. Yeah. I feel like this song is like one of the ones that they, out of the thousands of bands trying to get on the radio, they could have just handpicked and it could have been. Yeah, it's fine. I don't, know. I mean, it's, 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 it seems harmless. I, it's sure. It's uh, definitely not as immediately catchy or earwormy as, as butterfly as butterfly. Uh, sure. And it's got a totally different tone, which obviously, you know, yeah. bands do it all the time, but it's a lot heavier. Um, yeah. That was a, heavy track compared to the nice yeah butterfly super distorted <laughs> guitar there um not my cup of tea uh i'm not gonna be adding this to any playlists anytime soon but i mean that, that goes for 99 percent of these songs so sure. i don't know i'm i'm more excited about the next band miles what are your what are your thoughts on drowning uh i mean it's so i appreciate all kinds of music sure it's not really my personal cup of tea, uh, but I like I like all kinds of stuff. Uh, I can appreciate it for what it is, and I can see why other people would like it, though. Sure. Uh, I'm not personally really too familiar with that song in particular. 
As far as a hit goes, though, I mean, like, like there's, you know, with a hit, it's like a yeah a hook. For, for radio, for radio plays, it's got hit potential. I can see how you know this would appeal well, to a mass audience. There's that, but there's also like you, I, I mean, that's totally true. But also like, it was it's also just a totally different kind of market for the music industry back then. I mean, people still right. actually bought CDs. Very true. Yeah. thrived on. That's what the record labels thrived on. And it makes sense. They were these things that cost like a couple pennies or whatever. And you could turn around. And back then, people actually bought them for like $15, $20. Sure. Uh, it's great when that can happen for you. Uh, just totally different situation now. You could take that same band with that same song now, and it would probably flop because they would be dependent on Spotify plays. Sure. It would get mixed up with the rest. That they can't do right now. Yeah. Make money and it wouldn't make any money. I don't know. I I have my vinyl copy, so I got <laughs> I got my vinyl copy of Dark Horse and uh, the Gift of Games no, sitting I, right. I am also a person who collects vinyl, but you have to be kind of like gotta get crazy town of vinyl. Like you know? like vinyl are kind of like a particular market, and not your average consumer oh, yeah. probably doesn't follow under that category. Yeah, I got my butt rock collection of vinyl. No, but I think that I think that you know if uh, given given the the time, which this song is definitely a product of that time. Um, sure. I you know I I can see why it didn't live up to its uh, predecessor. Um, but I mean, like that's again, yeah, back when people were buying CDs and stuff, I can see this doing well in like a Venice, California kind of scene. Uh, when you know the new metal and rock was really getting into it, I think maybe this album just missed the mark. Uh, maybe the band were too much of douchebags or jerks to get anything yeah. more going. Um, Who knows? But yeah, so I mean, that's I don't a, think there's anything wrong with that. No, that song. it's harmless. You know? It's it's yeah. fine. It's it's not super memorable, but it's fine. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm really excited about the next one because I I, I listen to this song all the time. Uh, Did you? Yes, I think my parents, or at least like my mom, or somebody <laughs> close to me, was like uh, constantly had this song on repeat. This was also on. Uh, now whatever like one of the first of 10 now was. that's what i call music cds um <laughs> this was like a humongous bop um so i think it's got kind of a nostalgia factor for me i haven't actually listened to it in, in years but i definitely remember it uh and for one specific it. reason that i'll tell you about here in a second Ooh, it's about to launch oh it's gonna go off baby <laughs> Catapulting into the sky. Hey Matt. Yeah, Sam. Hey, you talked to Mark lately? Yeah. Uh, I haven't really talked to him, but he looks pretty uh, down. <laughs> he looks pretty down. Uh, yeah, well, maybe we should cheer him up then. What do you uh, suppose we should do? Well, does he like butter tarts? I was lying on the grass a Sunday morning of last week. I, two things I always think of when I hear this song. Two things. I'm not an audio engineer, but I've always felt like that 
uh, it's more of a stand-in for a snare. I don't even know what electronic sound they're using as a replacement for a snare, but it has so much like effect and reverb on it that it's like a little distracting. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's a, are, are you talking about the cowbell, the dodong? Yeah, it's yeah. the cowbell, that's probably what it is. I think it's a super reverbed out cowbell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not, I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm trying to criticize whatever that person was doing. Oh, I'm not please do. Either. Please do. But I know. <laughs> it's not, okay. I'm not really into doing that, like, honestly, because, like, you know, again, like, it was a different time. It was a different market. It's a fun song. I like the song. Actually. Sure. Um, But every time I hear this song, I think about that, and I just think, and it probably doesn't do that to the average person, but it does it to me because I think about things like that as, like, you know, like, when my own band was making our record, I was really worried. You become, when you, when you make a record, Oh like, yeah. Literally, whatever it is you do live, it's like you're doing again in the studio, but it's under a microscope. So all yep. these little yep. things that even you didn't notice before, you notice it now. And then so like, so for example, you probably never thought, is there too much reverb on that? Like, well, but then they were thinking there's not enough. <laughs> yeah, they wanted yeah. a lot more. <laughs> Maybe, and that's you know whatever. That's your artistic choice. That's cool. But to me, like I've always thought that when hearing that, I'm like, I don't know. That seems like a lot, just to me personally. Just I'm in, a, I'm in a different style of music and a whole different ball game. But I just think that when I hear it, sometimes I'm like, that probably doesn't distract the average person. It just distracts me personally. Yeah. But, uh, and the other thing is, I know they had that little goofy spoken intro, which is actually kind of fun as the song winds up. But they do it again halfway through, and there's some part where he's like, Jared. Like if you skip yeah. to the song halfway through, they do this like spoken part again, and I forget what they're talking about. It seems really random, but I that yeah, a '90s playlist for this record store I worked at, when I put this song on it, so I remember it. And when you work like in a record store like that, where it's like a big rectangular room and there's the speakers in every corner of the room, mm-hmm. you hear like things that maybe are like kind of slight on the record that don't always pop out on a regular stereo. Now they stand out. <laughs> Or on your phone. So the spoken part on that record stood out like more. Mm-hmm. So I used to always laugh about if you skip to this song, you'll see there's this part where he's like, Jared, I love you. Halfway through. I always yeah. thought that was funny and probably like a little nod to somebody that <laughs> Yeah. Know. I think um I think all that stuff is intentional. And I think especially in this song, they they wanted that super reverbed out cowbell again because it was the time that it was. Um, yeah. but I mean, yeah, this, this is a, a, a candy pop song. It's definitely like bubblegum pop, but like you need, I, I feel like so many of those songs in this kind of category that came out then had a very distinct, uh, thing that made them those songs. Um, and this one, it's that cowbell man and it like love it or hate it. It's, it's, it comes through the mix so heavily. Uh, but I think that's really the defining Catchy. ingredient of what makes this yeah. an earworm. Um, cause it was different cause it was different, it was but different I also, sound. I will say this about the song, uh, listening to it on this, on this go around, I think the drums are super well mixed. Uh, you could tell, I mean, that's not a drum machine. Like that's an, that's an acoustic kit that I think somebody really took the time to, to mix well. Um, and I mean, like, if you know anything about the recording process, recording drums is, is hell. It's, it's the worst thing about studio time in my opinion, but I think that the drums really, shine through in this song and i like the beat um i just can't stand that cowbell i think it's it's so annoying and i really don't i don't find the <laughs> vocalist pleasant 
Uh, I think he's got a weird, gritty voice. I, there's nothing wrong with a gritty voice, but it's like it's like he's uh, he's like exasperating his voice. Like he doesn't naturally sing that way. He's just doing it because. I don't know. That's what he wants. He, the song he heard like. Hinder and he, he wanted to sound like Hinder. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But anyways, uh, for the sake of time, let's move on to Len's next song. It's called Cryptic Souls Crew, and it's off the same album called You Can't Stop the Bum Rush, whatever that means. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to guess total, total other summertime vibes here. Because I'm guessing that's what they were trying to say with this album. I'm sure it's in the song title. Here it is. Cryptic Souls Crew. Hello everybody and how do you do? Gonna rock, shock your body with the Cryptic Souls crew. Rock, rock, to the beat, y'all. Rock, rock, to the beat, y'all. Hello everybody and how do you do? Gonna rock, shock your body with the Cryptic Souls crew. Rock, rock, okay. to the beat, y'all. Rock, rock, to the beat, y'all. It's the O-B-E, the O, the N-E. Yes, the man that you think of. Yes. He just—he couldn't think of any better line than that. Okay, so. Okay. So, uh, what what are the um, plays at on Spotify? Like, what's the what's the difference? So this this bad boy is sitting at a whopping two hundred seventy thousand plays. On Spotify, which is definitely the lowest, compared to 67 million, which um, Steal My Sunshine million. has. Now, yeah, that's a big dramatic difference. They're, all their top plays are Steal My Sunshine. It's, it, there's a single version, the album version, and a remaster version. And then there's oh, a man, cover. Yeah. There's a cover that they did of Kids in America, uh, which is sitting at a million plays. But Cryptic Souls Crew is the other track that's on their top five at 270,000. Wow. Um, this song Dude. has given me complete. Uh, feelings of like that early '90s hip hop, like bring in all the guys that you know to like, uh, <laughs> like rap on your track, because <laughs> it seemed like every bar they're introducing a new guy. Uh, I don't think that was the same dude. Um, hey, I, it's Ricky. <laughs> like I don't think in that line where he's like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> like he just kind of forgot what the next thing was supposed to be. So he's like, I'll just say the letter A over and over again. That's got to mean something. Uh, he stretched a few words too. It was pretty. It was, that was pretty entertaining. He was like, "And here we yeah. go." <laughs> but I, I liked, I liked the acapella opening there. I liked how they just kind of brought in that little uh, yes. drum machine snare to start it off, and then the full beat kicked in. Uh, it's good. a bop. I, I mean, I think. Well, I think we have our actual hands on a real like, like this might be one of the biggest or or blatant, most blatant one hit wonders because. Oh, yeah of the drastic difference in just plays per like the song. Yeah. Like, the song didn't crack a million. Usually like with art, like, like even with crazy town, the second track or the third track, we'll call it not even his own or whatever, but the one that's his yeah. is over a million listens, but 200 and whatever it was. 270,000. That's, that's not a lot in the grand scheme of things. That's a very yeah, low number. With Spotify, I mean, so part of what it is, sure. people making these playlists, and they're making like a lot of them are probably making top hits of the '90s. Sure. So 
the hit they only hit they have is one hit wonder keeps making those 90s top hits yeah yep. and their other songs don't or they're closed into a second hit you know but that's probably the reason why the other song is always breaking a million and then, yeah I mean, it's a, it's there's a, a lot of reason behind it. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's such a different world too because we we've we've done this with hits, recent hits, where like okay, charting, you know, and then records record sales is something that we kind of have to go back and look at if it's more of a '90s or earlier right. or even early 2000s because they didn't have Spotify. They have streaming, you know, they didn't know what streaming was. But even with this, it would be tough because the it's album sales. They didn't do like make a CD with you know, that song, that one song on it and sell that song or whatever. Yeah. So it's, it's tough to, to look at, but that's a, it, 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 that's, that's good to say though, because people are taking that song, but I guess that's even more, more to the note of like the, how, how much that other song just isn't a hit or just isn't, I don't know, not necessarily not a good song, but man, it just didn't gain traction. Yeah, no, and I think I think things would be different now if this song was released now. Like if if the bigger song was released now, uh, you know, your your other songs probably stand a better chance of getting more traction, of getting more plays, because <laughs> you know back then if you wrote a one hit wonder, people just didn't care to. I mean, you know, like the majority speaking, like they didn't care to listen to your other stuff. Whereas now with something sure. like streaming, if you put out this monster, like mega hit, like uh, we were talking about Lil Nas X uh, a couple weeks ago, you know, he put out this old town road. No one had known anything else, but you know, then his next most popular song is still at many, 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 many millions of plays, even yeah. though he's like, like that's the only song that like, charted. Yeah. Whereas yeah. now, you know, or, or like back then with a band like Len, people only know you for stealing my sunshine. So there's no reason to like very few people are, are doing what we are doing here and trying to do a deeper dive into these groups. So sure, man, I would even say like too that the lens lens second most popular song. It's so much more catchy than crazy towns. I think so. I think so. Like and I think crazy towns. Yeah. I, I, I think that we could, uh, we could go ahead and, and judge here. Um, sure. I'm so, so basically miles, how we do this is, uh, we decide which song or which artist is truly deserving of the title one hit no wonder in other words who's the worst artist uh <laughs> which artist does it make sense that they only had one hit because their other song sucked uh miles is gonna explode he doesn't like it. i can already tell you don't like saying that something is bad <laughs> well, i don't know as, as somebody who makes music i'm just i'm not i don't know i'm not really one to speak ill of other people well, no Student. Not ill. We can still say like with respect to what they make in that. But of course, yes. I of course. If I, uh, what I would say, I guess my personal preference on how to phrase it would be that I just, yeah, I, I suppose I would prefer the Lynn hit over the other one. Yeah. Um, I just kind of. It's like, easier to listen to. I don't. Perhaps, yeah. I don't know. I like the uh, I like the melody and the kind of general flow and the vibe to it and. It just there's a lot. They captured a lot of fun in the song, actually. Yes. Yeah. As goofy as that might sound, like with no, the, that's good. It sounds like there's these inside jokes in the beginning with the spoken word thing and the thing in the middle and that kind of. I don't know. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Tickles, I wouldn't do it. I don't know, and and like, yeah. like that kind of piano bounce on the chord they have going on, and uh, and I, uh, I mean both songs are extremely great at capturing what was like. Hip style, so to speak, 
the top. Yeah. But uh, that song does it kind of better. I don't really have great reasoning to provide with why. It's like it like kind of walks the line of of a uh, like it kind of walks the line of like the '90s pop thing with the melody and flirts with like like a hip hop sensibility, but not actually raps. Yeah. Whereas like the butterfly song, like it's kind of more like formulaic. Like it's almost like they sat down and said like, let's take hip hop sort of and mix pop rock and just jam them together and make a baby. That yeah. was going to be my but comment. Song, like kind of, they're kind of doing the same thing, but they're like, uh, they're more subtle about it. So like it's less formulaic or it just, it is still doing that kind of thing, but sure. not so. They're just a lot more subtle about. It. I can't think. Well, of I would even I would even say to your to your point, like Crazy Town, like with that song with Butterfly, like their next song, it's 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 so it's just a different thing. Like it's 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 like that heaviness. It's almost like they were trying to chase a sound versus this is what we sound like or this is what we want to sound like rather. And whatnot. At least Lynn like had the same kind of a. Uh, uh, it was a little bit more linear <laughs> with, oh, with yeah. the sounds that came out. On board with their own style. Yeah, for sure. As opposed to just running around going, well, this might work. Let's do this. And this, this might work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's. Uh, I think it's safe to say that for this week, the true one hit no wonder is Crazy Town <laughs> with their beautiful butterfly song butterfly, <laughs> and their song Drowning. Uh, yeah, that's, that's our thoughts on those ones. Um, it's always fun to go back to the nineties. Uh, I think next week we should probably pick a different generation cause yeah, maybe we shoot I for like know. the fifties the or something. Let's go back to the, let's go, let's back, go back, to back the 50s. in time. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure something out, but, um, miles, thank you so much for, for coming on. Um, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Brad. Uh, yeah, we, uh, we'll be sure to drop, um, links to your groups and all the stuff you're doing in our uh, description here. So, if you at home are a fan of accordion music or just like badass, like punk rock, like cool Celtic music, uh, that doesn't sound like other stuff that you listen to all the time, uh, definitely go check out those bands and, um, yeah, you're welcome back anytime. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So this week, uh, I think we should go out on river King. What do you say? The song that brought give us a, all together. Give me a little shameless, uh, self-promotion. Um, this is yeah, the final to... product of the demo we heard and the final product yes. is awesome. <laughs> Everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We, uh, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Love those drums. I was born in a shop where